I never expected to see wrongdoing by people in the church group. Sadly, this is not the case. After 40 years of experience in church groups, I have come into contact with many sexual type sins and other sins. So many ministers are extortioners, twisting the body of Christ, forcing money out of the congregation. And I have found more men propositioning me in the churches than I ever found in the world. In Clovis, New Mexico, I was building a house where my mother lived after my dad died. The man who was pouring concrete for the house, the owner of the concrete business, was a deacon in the Baptist church. One day we were discussing the concrete work that he was doing at my house. And just all of a sudden he said, God knows we need sex. And he propositioned me to have sex with him. I was shocked, of course, and horrified. I got up immediately, got my Bible, and read some verses of Scripture to him. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Start at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, I think that's homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now, skipping to verse 15, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the member of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? Paul is showing us that at the time of sexual intercourse, you become one body with that other person, even if you're having sex with a prostitute. What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Verse 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication 
sinneth against his own body. What, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Another example, there was a man in our church who said he was a prophet. He invited me to go to a church meeting with him. When we got back to my house, I asked him if he would like to come in for coffee. I was in the kitchen making the coffee, and when I came out into the living room, he was standing there totally naked. I was <laughs> more than shocked, horrified. He grabbed me and tried to rape me, but I broke loose, got my car keys, and fled. I went out to my car and sat in my car until I saw him leave my apartment. And then I ran into my apartment and locked the door. This is a terribly shocking situation that you don't expect in a church. I was baptized when I was 15, and a young man my age from the church invited me to have coffee with him after church. As soon as I got in the car, his car, and we started out on the road, he began trying to convince me to have sex with him. He was the son of an elder in the church. Terrible thing, 15-year-old girl. I fled from him as soon as I could. There are many, many things going on in churches which are shocking and sinful. This was in 1950 when this happened to me, this last example. In the 1980s, when the man who said he was a prophet invited me to go to the meeting and then tried to have sex with me. These are the end times. Paul even said it was the end time at the church group he was working with just after the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. In Acts chapter 20, Paul told them, these were the elders of the church at Ephesus, Paul said he knew that after his departing, some of them would rise up speaking perverse things. The Apostle John in 1 John chapter 2 said there were already many Antichrist in the church. Thereby, he knew the church group he worked with, it was the last 
days. That's verse 18. We have to be aware that the preachers are not necessarily preaching things in the Bible. I've seen this many times when I've tried to find a church to attend. We cannot stay in churches where they speak things that are not in the Bible. We cannot stay in churches where sexual sins are going on and where the congregation knows about it. These are Antichrist churches. You will think, well, my church could never be that. I have found one after another church where such things are going on and there is no correction. How often do they speak about sin and warn you about sin? Very often you never hear anything about that. If they spoke that, they know they would lose church members. People would go to other churches. To be popular today in the church, so often the pastor turns the church into some type of social event. And people love it. I loved it. But God made me come out. He brought me out by giving me a dream. In this dream, a meeting was going on. A man was speaking to a small group of people. I went in and sat down and began to listen. A second person came in the room, said, Stop, wait, can't you see? It's too late. It's already begun. Then he disappeared, and the first man resumed speaking. Nobody in the congregation seemed interested at all in what had already begun. I was interested. I looked out the windows and saw a tall pole standing there with a civil defense type speaker on top of the pole. It was put there to warn the people. In this case, there was a white substance coming through the air from the speaker. And I knew it was poisonous and it would kill the people who were sitting there listening to the speaker. I looked at the man sitting next to me and he was very attentive. He had a big smile on his face. He was looking directly at the man who was speaking to the group. And then I saw it. This man was a corpse. He was already dead. I looked around the room, and the people sitting there in the room were corpses already. 
I knew as I sat there among them, listening to the words that were coming from the speaker, it was a type of gas that was killing me. God was showing me the end-time churches, the various denominations where they do not pay much attention to Bible. They speak a little bit of Bible, but a whole lot of entertainment. It's a lot like a book that was written years ago called I'm Okay, You're Okay. The doctrine has turned in to something like that. Makes you feel good. The songs make you feel good. But they are, they're not warning you. And the doctrine, once saved, always saved, is rampant. Where all you have to do is be baptized, come to church, give money. And you'll be fine. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus says, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life if he overcomes. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. This verse shows us that our name can be blotted out of the book of life. We have to overcome the trials and the temptations and the problems of this present life. And we overcome through turning to God in prayer, hearing from God, knowing the scriptures, and walking godly lives according to the scriptures. One time a young man said, Oh, but the Bible is so legalistic. I turned to God. I was deeply grieved. And God said to me, The people of the world want approval to sin. They want you to approve them as they sin. The church, the real church, wants freedom from sin, which we get through correcting ourselves through the word of God and hearing from God and repenting of our sins. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.